Welcome to the Content Strategy Experts podcast, brought to you by Scriptorium. Since 1997, Scriptorium has helped companies manage, structure, organize, and distribute content in an efficient way. In this episode, we're talking about Learning Ditta, the free Ditta training created by the Scriptorium team. Hi, I'm Christine Cuellar. And I'm Alan Pringle. Alan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for talking with me today. We've just received a lot of great feedback about Learning Ditta on LinkedIn. A lot of people thanking us for the course, talking about how it was a great experience for them. So we thought this would be a great resource to dive into. Sure. So my first question for you is, what is Learning Ditta? For those listeners that have no idea what we're talking about. Learning Ditta is a free online resource where people can go and take several courses to learn about DITA. And DITA is an open source standard that gives you a way to describe your content in a modular fashion. It's really good for helping you basically build an intelligence into your content. So then you can then filter it, sort it, and do that sort of stuff with it. Gotcha. Okay. And so Learning Ditta is the free training that the Scriptorium team created many years ago, right? How, when was Learning Ditta created? We started, we may have started in somewhere in 2014 okay. into 2015. That's, okay. that's when we started. I think the first course came out, probably came out right around 2015. Okay. And so it's been, it's been around for a while. Uh, was there anything like it at the time? Why, why did you feel the need to create this resource? Well, I mean, you just heard me describe Ditta and you hear things <laughs> a lot like, of words. you hear Darwin information typing architecture yeah. and you may hear from someone at work, you know, someone you work with, we may need to use this. And you're like, what is this? This sounds like some scary yeah. I'm not doing this. <laughs> what we are trying to do with this site is give people a free resource where they can go and at their leisure, at their own pace, learn about what data is and how it can apply to their content and their content processes. It's a way to take some of the, I guess, technical mystique out of it to bring it down and help you learn what it is and how it works. That's amazing. Yeah, that, that, that's a great resource. Um, so who are the experts that are behind the learning data course? Who, who created it? I know you mentioned the Scriptorium team. So who was involved in that? Well, a lot of the people that you've heard on this podcast have contributed. Gretel Kinsey, myself, and several other team members have. We have written a lot of that content. It's not completely scriptorium. I will be very clear on that. We've had some other people who have contributed some content, and we appreciate it. We have set this up so that the actual source content for learningdita.com, which is Dita XML files. They are freely available out in GitHub. You can download them and look at the source. So you can kind of treat it or view it as a proof of concept. This is mm. how Dita works. The source files are Dita. And I don't want to go too deep into the weeds, but we basically transformed that Dita XML into a WordPress-friendly format, markup hmm. language, and sucked it into WordPress where we use a learning management system that sits on top of WordPress. So you're going to see courses where you go through exercises. There are assessments. 
you know, in addition to reading about things, there are linked reference information. So there's all kinds of ways to kind of absorb and understand data through learning data. And again, it's free and we tried to make it, shall we say, less threatening, you know, yeah. very accessible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm actually taking it right now. I'm going through the courses and my whole career has been in marketing. I know nothing about technical writing or data was a whole new word to me when I started this this position. So if, if I can do it, anyone can do it, basically. It really has made the concept very down to earth for me. Well, it, it, don't sell yourself short. And, and that's one point. I th I'm glad you brought this up. People really um, may assume that DITA is strictly for product and technical content, and that is no longer the case. Mm. I think it's fair to say early on it was created specifically by IBM for technical content, product content, but it has expanded its reach. Mm. And the fact that you were using, when you're taking the class, you were using an LMS to basically consume data content that is training content that shows you right there. This is not mm. just about user manuals anymore, not by mm. a long shot. Mm. And there's proof in the pudding. There it is. You're using yeah. learningdata.com and believe it or not, you're consuming data content, but you may not know it, but it's there under the covers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's been really helpful. I've always been really passionate about processes, optimizing processes to make everybody's jobs easier, to make uh, your workflow easier so you can do more, better, and easier. Just work smarter, not harder, I guess, is a better way to say that. And the whole data, the whole approach to structured content and data, it really, it was scary at first to kind of be looking into, but that's kind of the core concept is let's structure things in a way so that we're flexible, we're scalable, we're not, you know, making our team repeat things over and over. We're doing things better in a way that's more accurate. And I just, I really love it. So I still have a while to go. I haven't completed the course yet, but I love that heartbeat behind what DITA is and what learning DITA is. Right. And it's, Really, it's trying to bring something that may seem very scary and technical down to earth. Yeah. A lot of people hear XML. I mean, that is extensible markup language. They think they're going to have to type computer code. Yeah, that's what I thought. Right. That is not necessarily the case. Sure, if you are comfortable typing code, you can type code. But there are a lot of authoring tools and experiences that can sit on top of DITA to hide all that so you feel more like you're just using a word processor. But the bonus is under the covers of that authoring experience, the data structure is basically managing your content, sort of like enforcing a template. It is forcing you to write mm -hmm. to a particular structure and to include intelligence about what you are writing, like who's the audience? Mm -hmm. What product is this for? Is this for a teacher or is this for a student? All of those kinds of things. And when you build that kind of intelligence into your content, it makes it much easier to mix and match and assemble and filter and create all kinds of versions and alternatives based mm. on the audience who is consuming your content. That's great. I mean, and like you said, not just product and technical content, every every aspect of content needs to be thinking about that. I know in marketing content, that's a big thing. Who are we writing to? What's the purpose of this? So having a structure that forces you to kind of keep that in mind is a no-brainer, it feels like. It's great. Right. 
Exactly. And if you feel that you're in a situation where you find yourself doing a lot of manual work, you're doing a lot of copying, pasting, that may be the biggest clue. If you find Mm. yourself in a content development process where you are making multiple versions of the same file and then making a change here, change there, but then forgot about the fact you've got version 14 and 15 over here that also need that change. Ooh, yeah. That's the kind of thing that DITA can help with. So if you have any kind of inkling that you might need a better way to make versions of content, to reuse content, take a little visit to learningdita.com and learn a little bit about DITA and see if it might be a way that it can solve some of your problems. I am not going to sit here and tell you that DITA is a fit for every organization. It is not. Mm. But it does address a lot of the common pain points that anybody who creates content in a professional way, the kinds of things they have to deal with and that make their work life a lot of times just downright unpleasant. Mm. Yeah. And we'll include a link to Learning Dita in the show notes. Um, something also to mention, not only is Learning Dita free, but it's a flexible course. So you can take it at your own pace. You can do a lot of it and then stop. You, whatever you need to do, it's not uh, scheduled or anything. It's as flexible, free, low risk as possible. Yeah, it, there are multiple courses and it starts with the basics and then builds upward. Are you going to take all of the courses? No, you may not need to. And I'm going to have to do a refresher. I'm going to cheat and look and see how many courses we actually have because I don't remember. Let's see. I think we have nine or 10 courses right now. So there's a lot there. And like you said, you take it at your own pace. You can start with the introduction, get your feet a little wet, and then start diving in a little more deeply into the structures that make up the DITA standard. So we talked about this a little bit. Um, who is Learning Dita for? I know you mentioned that the most common scenario is someone saying, okay, here, we're going to introduce Dita. This is what we're going to start working with. Tells it to an employee who may be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And it's kind of panicking. Um, right. What is, uh, for one, is that the only scenario for Learning Dita? And for two, uh, who is Learning Dita for? Learning Dita is for anybody who wants to know more about the DITA standard and how it could apply to their professional world or even not even professional world. If you have any interest in improving content processes, content operations, and you you may be more of a manager who doesn't actually create the content but still want to understand what's going on with DITA and how it can maybe help your organization. It's for anybody who wants to understand better content processes and how DITA could possibly provide fixes for any problems that you have with your content operations. And how many people have um, registered for learning DITA or, or taken or completed the courses? Well, we did start in 2015, so there's quite a few. I think we're somewhere hitting near, as of this moment, 15,000 people have signed up to use the courses. So yeah, it's a lot. And it makes me feel good to see something that we put together being embraced by the content community Hmm. and, you know, kind of getting their hands a little dirty and figuring out how this did a thing works and doing it, you know, at their own speed and sometimes on their own time. Hmm. So my hat's off to them for digging in and, you know, learning these things. 
Yeah, I love that it's such a community-oriented uh, resource. It feels like it's been so helpful for people. It sounds like people also contribute or give feedback or have asked for oh, other courses. That kind they of have, stuff. and there we have a lot of resources listed in the on the site and within the courses, and a lot of those point to things that other people in the data community and content community have they have created. So again, it's not just about us at Scriptorium. This is about the content world and how you can really improve your content operations by breaking your stuff into more modular structured content that DITA supports. Hmm. So um, when someone finishes the learning DITA courses, but then they need more training, they realize, you know, I'm going to be getting more into this. Where would you point them? What should they do next? Well, Once you've gone through those courses, I would say there's a good chance that you may be in an organization that is looking at implementing DITA. And if you need help doing that, we at Scriptorium, and there are other consultants that do this too, talk to somebody who can help you, for example, set up your workflow, your database workflow, help you figure out how to map your content to the DITA model. And then not only do that kind of legwork up front, the assessment stuff, you also may need help actually standing up and configuring your data system and then training people how to use that system. Hmm. We do all that at Scriptorium. So if you need help beyond what we offer for free, we will be more than happy to oblige you (laughs) (laughs) and provide you some consulting and training services to get you set up and running in data. Absolutely. Well, Alan, is there anything else uh, that you want to be sure we communicate about learning DITA or anything else that's coming to mind that you really want people to know or understand about the resource? We appreciate people contacting us. You know, Mm. if you see something that's not quite right or you don't understand, we appreciate that being pointed out and we will do our best to correct it at some point. And it's also a community resource. Mm -hmm. And I I can't stress enough, we're trying to demystify data, make it less scary. And that's the point. And if you in your head have an idea of how you can contribute and do something along those lines, please do it. I will note other people have taken our learning data source content and then created versions of learning data in German, in French, and I believe even Chinese. So there are other people who have taken that stuff and then translated it and then used our process to create, you know, the same thing in other languages to make it even more accessible and reachable to other people. Yeah, that's great. That's really great. Well, um, I'm just really impressed with the whole Scriptorium team for coming up with this resource. I mean, since I've started, I've just seen nothing but really positive feedback about it. And I love how, as we've already talked about, it's community oriented. It's just a free resource that helps people really understand. And and I love the phrase that you use, demystify, because I think that that can happen a lot of times in our in our jobs. We just get you know overwhelmed by what we don't know, especially when there's the expectation that we're going to do this now or you need to know this now. So um, it's great that the team saw that need and then fulfilled it with this resource. It's it's really great. Yeah, and it's always a problem when you're dealing with technology. There's always this fear of the unknown involved. 
And if you can cut that fear out, you're going to have a much better time when it comes time for you to possibly implement a DITA workflow. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much for talking about this, Alan, and thanks for being here today. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Content Strategy Experts podcast brought to you by Scriptorium. For more information, visit scriptorium.com or check the show notes for relevant links. 